With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by No House Advantage. I am Dave Lochran on Twitter at Lafayette underscore D. Joined by, this is a, a new one, only the second time this season, Alex Baker at awesome.dfs on the Twitters. What's going on, man? Happy Sunday. Yeah, I'm excited to be filling in uh, for Josh here. Uh, it's funny because he saw this three-game slate on the schedule. He's like, this isn't even worth my breath. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious because you would think this is the type of uh, slate he wouldn't want to take off for and then take off for a slate that has like 10 or 11 games, you know, because we're not going to be here that long. I know. <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's an interesting decision by Josh, but uh, I think uh, the slate – even though it's a three-game slate, there should be a good amount to talk about because we had all these trades, and particularly the Orlando Magic changed their whole roster, so this one could get pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, what do we make of that early on? We had the, the trade deadline on Thursday, and then Friday, basically nobody was available anyway. Uh, yesterday, I know, while I didn't play, there were a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of injuries. So... Just taking this Orlando team into the picture right now, going out there against the LA Lakers who are also banged up, like how do we even approach an Orlando team like this with very little information on what they look like? I know, yeah, it's going to be tricky. Like, fortunately, uh, the sites did change the prices up a lot. So it's not like if Ken Birch starts, you know, he's going to be a lock. So It'll be it'll be tricky. Although uh, we do have Wendell Carter and Aaron Gordon not confirmed to play today, so if they didn't, um, that would be a game changer. But at the moment, it seems like they should be slated to play. So um, it will be an interesting game. Uh, but the Magic, it's like the guys they traded for are probably the best on the team right now. So at least we can count on them. <laughs> so when you're putting your ownership together for a team like this, though, are you just pulling your hair out? <laughs> yeah uh it <laughs> i mean like when we put it into the ownership algorithm it's like does not compute <laughs> <laughs> i know it feels that way um 
You ready to dive into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Uh, you got Portland first going up against the Toronto Raptors on the road. Raptors at home, they're a one-point favorite, 229 total. They just really struggled. And then after all of those struggles, after I reamed them out on like eight different shows, they go and they blow the doors off, of course, the team that I bet on. So let's start with Portland. Damian Lillard, questionable. What are you doing with the uh, excuse me, Blazers today? So, uh, yeah, with Damian Lillard, questionable, that is going to be a huge difference whether he plays or not. Last game, we were hoping that with Lillard out, C.J. McCollum would, uh, you know, be the point guard that that he is and really shine with Lillard out. But that wasn't really the case. Uh, he kind of made salary and not much more. So wasn't the most exciting outcome there. Uh, they had, um, let's see here. Norman Powell uh, was just traded to the Blazers, so everyone was excited to see his debut, and he didn't disappoint. He played 35 minutes, so it's pretty clear that they went and got Powell because they really like that guy. So I expect him to be uh, one of the main contributors for the Blazers going forward. Yeah, he endeared himself to the fans real quick in that game. (laughs) Yeah, you'll have to see it. So uh, it does... We, we are kind of used to Powell playing with no Lowry, no, or sorry, no uh, no Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, et cetera, because they're out so long. Now that he's stepping into a team with Lillard McCollum, and now Yusuf Nurkic is back. So it's going to be a lot harder for him to find shots than it had been over that stretch where the Raptors had all those COVID issues. Yeah, I think so. The big thing is if, if Damian Lillard plays – but let's let's break it down both ways, right? He's got this ailing knee, uh, bone, a uh, bruised knee. So it's nothing necessarily serious right now. If he does end up playing, how much do you like Dame on his three-game slate? You only have three games to touch on here. We don't have a ton of top-tier players because LeBron James uh, and Anthony Davis are both out. So you've got Nikola Jokic at the top of the of the pool, uh, and then you have Damian Lillard, who's also questionable. Followed by Trey Young, who even on DraftKings now has fallen below nine thousand dollars. So really, when you're talking about the two elite options on this slate, you have Dame and you have Jokic. Uh, and I think with CJ McCollum back, Nikola Jokic is still the you know the clear bona fide number one in terms of just overall reliability on a slate like this. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I agree that Dame isn't quite as reliable as Jokic. Uh, what I'm seeing here, I mean, Dame gets a lot of his production through assists, through taking shots, but CJ McCollum's numbers this year have been up a lot from last year. So uh, while CJ McCollum missed all those games, Dame's production went up as we expected. Now that McCollum is back, I expect that to take away from Dame's production a good amount. So I see him as being a little bit overpriced on DraftKings at 9,800. 9100 on FanDuel is closer to where you should be, but I'm not sure he's like a top-tier guy with McCollum in the lineup. What do you think? Um, yeah, it's tough. That's the, that's the big question here. I think he can be. I, th- th- that's the thing is the whole reliability factor. Can Damian Lillard give you 80 uh, fantasy points on any given night? Yeah, he absolutely can. There's no doubt about that. He can, and we saw him do it last year with C.J. McCollum in the rotation, right? He, he's done it plenty of times. Uh, but – 
are you expecting anything close to uh, Nikola Jokic type numbers on a nightly basis? To me, the answer is just a resounding no. So uh, with him being only $600 less than Jokic on DraftKings and uh, on FanDuel, where, where's their salaries coming in? On FanDuel, Nikola Jokic is 11-3. Wow, Lillard's 9-1. So there's a huge gap there. I, is that pricing gap enough for you to either play both of them or is it enough for you to prefer Dame over Jokic? Yeah, I think on FanDuel, it's a lot closer where Jokic is priced up a ton on FanDuel at 11.3K. So he's a little bit less appealing over there than DraftKings. So I, I do think uh, you could pick whichever one kind of fits your your salary constraints there. Uh, that, that discrepancy in price seems a little bit more appropriate given um, the situation where Lillard is playing with CJ McCollum now, and he just doesn't rebound the same way Jokic does, which is the big difference between the two. Right. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot of things the way Jokic does. <laughs> True. Uh, the, outside of Dame, okay, so how about this? If Dame is out, and we, we don't have to spend this much time on, on every single uh, team, but a few of them do have a, a lot of implications here, especially for such a short slate. When it comes to the Portland Trailblazers without Damian Lillard, I know CJ McCollum didn't have that monster game last time out, but is this someone that you're locking in if Dame sits? Yes, I think uh, I probably would lock in CJ, and especially because, you know, the game last uh, game wasn't too exciting. Like maybe that will make people not as excited to go to CJ McCollum, but he's 8K. Uh, he's going to be the guy that gets all these assists that Lillard isn't getting if Lillard doesn't play. And he shoots a ton. So really, um, he's kind of like Dame Light when Dame's out. So I think that he looks like a, a great play at the price. And the last thing here, I guess the problem too, is if Damian Lillard does play, what happens to everyone else on this team at their current price points? Because they are not priced. They're priced almost like Damian Lillard's supposed to be out. Yeah, I, I agree. I think... Um, it's going to be a little bit harder to get to the Blazers if Dame is uh, in. McCallum looks decent at 8K. Uh, I think his production this year has been pretty solid. 29% usage on the year, 24% assist percentage. And then the other guy I might look at, this one, it might be pending on news, is Nurkic because he's coming off of this long absence Last game, they kind of announced he was going to play, you know, like 18 to 20 minutes, and he did. So if the limit this game is more like 24, then I think he could be a pretty decent value. But we're really just speculating on the minutes here. So, I mean, what's your take on Nurkic? Yeah, Nurkic on a per-minute basis is an absolute stud and, and always has been. So it – so he's played what one game since returning he played 19 minutes in a game that they won by seven points let's actually let me just pull the rotation up real quick here because his price is 5500 he's he's not exactly overpriced but and he, and he can give you monster okay so you're saying if we get 24 minutes do you think that's the max we could get out of him today it's hard to tell because um he had like a wrist injury, I believe, but then um, he also had a calf strain at the end of his recovery from that. So it's like, how much was this a lower body thing? And how much was it upper body? It's hard to, yeah. hard to really know. 
And he had four fouls in the first half. So he had two fouls in the first five and a half minutes of the game. And then he had two more fouls when he came back in in the second half and the second quarter for three and a half minutes. So could that have affected his playing time? Yeah, I think it's possible. Now his, his rotation in the second quarter or the second half, sorry, uh, to start the second half was only four minutes and 40 seconds long. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter, only four minutes and 18 seconds long, your closing lineup was Norman Powell, uh, Derek Jones, or no, CJ McCollum, Robert Covington, Ennis Cantor, and Carmelo Anthony. So uh, it's, ha- it's hard to say because Ennis Cantor has been decent in terms of filling in and, and, and replacing him. I know he's not a good defender, but they've won a lot of games uh, without use of Nurkic and they've played well enough. So maybe Terry Stotts doesn't have the, the urge or the need to rush him back immediately into a 30-minute role. And I think that could be the case. So uh, I would say 24 minutes is a pretty pretty reasonable projection for him today. Nice. I agree. Yeah, you make a good point about how Cantor has been admirable in Nurkic's absence. So it's not really clear if the coach is going to go back to Nurkic as like the top guy. He doesn't even his season average this year has been 23 minutes per game as well, which uh, I vaguely recall at the start of the year, Nurkic was just fouling a ton and not playing quite as many minutes as we hope. But price tag is a little bit appealing on a slate where we don't have a lot uh, of cheap guys to choose from. Okay. On the Toronto side of this one, by the way, guys, hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet and subscribe to the channel. It is gratefully helpful to us. We appreciate all of that support. But, uh, you know, when you look at this channel, when you look at where we've come in such a short time, it's all thanks to you. Blasting up over 50,000 followers, only been around for a little while now on YouTube, really in general. Uh, And hopefully we've built a pretty awesome community here that you guys have been willing and and wanting to join. And that's why you see the badges on the YouTube, uh, on the YouTube chat with members who are part of the community that join us every day. We're happy to have all of you guys join us and, and make yourselves a part of this community. But most of the people that watch the show actually aren't subscribed to it. That watch our channel aren't subscribed. So hit that subscribe uh, and hit the notification bell. If you always want to know when new shows are dropping next, but yeah, hit that thumbs up, subscribe. We'll keep moving forward here. So the Toronto Raptors, I was saying, Alex, how they've just destroyed me uh, recently, betting on them against bad teams, and then I bet against them, and they beat the Denver Nuggets 135 to 111. So it's just, I mean, I can't get this team right, even remotely right now. They get rid of Norman Powell. They decide to stand pat on Kyle Lowry and not move him at the trade deadline crushed a lot of people on top shot too. Like, all right, let me get, let me get pre-trade deadline Kyle Lowry moments uh, for when he's traded to a contender and then he doesn't go anywhere. And then Van Vliet's still there, obviously Pascal Siakam. So most of the band is still together outside of, of Norman Powell when it comes to significant pieces of this team. Yeah. Top shot has been wild, man. I, I saw that like, the hype like makes the prices go up more. Right. And then the event that people are expecting to raise the value is like the price has already gone up so much that no one wants to buy it at that point. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It, in, in crypto, in the stock market, anything, it's called buy the hype, sell the news or buy the rumor, sell the news where everyone gobbles up the, the hype and, 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 and rate and jacks up the price of something or an asset or whatever. Uh, and, in, in Top Shot case, it's no different. I actually tweeted about that the other day. I was like, this is what's going to happen if it's anything like an, a, a normal market. 
And then right as the moment, right as the badges dropped, you know, you got so many people out there super stoked that they got their badges, that they're going to just skyrocket and they, they, they plummet for a time being. I think they'll see a steady climb back upwards, but that was pretty predictable. It's, you know, you get hyped up for something and then you dump it on people that, that are buying it right when it drops. And yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. It's a wild market out there. It's a wild west. I, I was browsing the, the listings of one moment. I think it was like Denny Avdia or something. And it, like one guy was selling 40 of them for the minimum price. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> back to uh, back to this Raptors Toronto game. Raptors, yeah. So um, this, uh, yeah, the Raptors had a huge performance last time. Pascal Siakam really crushed it, uh, which was interesting because uh there were some reports about how he was kind of being a dick and the coaching staff was pissed with with him i can't remember the specifics yeah him and nick him and nick nurse got into a heated argument uh and he got fined like fifty thousand dollars for it (laughs) so he uh he didn't waste any time uh getting getting uh some positive attention by playing well on the court um the trade of uh, Trent and Rodney Hood for Powell, it's cool that we get to see the Raptors and Blazers face off here immediately after that. So um, Gary Trent played a lot of minutes in his debut for the Raptors. I think it's pretty clear at this point. They, they don't really want to play Aaron Baines very much, although if they uh, were going to pick any day, it would be today versus Cantor probably. But I think we got to expect Trent to stay in the starting lineup. So we kind of know what uh, what we're getting there. And I think uh, Lowry, Van Vliet, Ananobi, and Siakam all look like solid options against a team that is about average defensively, I'd say. Yeah, and Portland recently has been terrible defensively. I don't know what it, on this on the season uh, exactly how bad they've been, but over the last month, this has been a, a pretty horrid Portland Trailblazers defense. And, you know, of course, you're getting some bodies back. I don't know if Norman Powell's going to make a big difference, but we'll see. It is funny that he'll be facing his former team just two games in. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Would you say any Toronto players right now are priorities? And, and by the way, based on ownership that we have, uh, you put out ownership every single day. The, the best stuff you're going to find out there at awesomemode.com slash join ownership built by Alex Baker himself, number one ranked DFS player, uh, projections, boomer bust tool, top stack tool, the lineup builder, all of that stuff at awesomemode.com slash join. If you want to do a weekly pass, you want to do a monthly, you want to do annual, no matter what your style of play, no matter how seriously you take DFS, uh, and no matter what your budget is, we've got you on a weekly express for less than $4 a week. You want to go all access annual. You want to do one sport for a week or a month, we got gotcha. you. Or you can do every sport for the entire month, the entire year. If they have contests over at DraftKings, FanDuel, wherever you are, we have content for it. Uh, and I believe it is the best stuff out there because, well, it is proof. Made a ton of money using these tools. Go to awesome.com slash join uh, and check out everything we have to offer. And be sure to go to the premium Slack chat when you do and jump in our office hours where you've got pros taking your questions uh, all the time throughout the day and really helping you fine-tune your DFS game. So the ownership right now, Alex, on the Toronto Raptors, of course, it's a three-game slate, so it's going to be a lot anyway. But, yeah, Gary Trent on DraftKings getting over 40%. Siakam getting almost 40%. 
Uh, Lowry and Ananobi also up north of 33%. Fred Van Vliet at 27%. So I, I guess the point I'm making here is compared to a, a Portland team that's getting no ownership, despite it being a three-game slate, Toronto is massively owned right now across almost every single position. It makes sense because the thing I've been kind of noticing about today's slate is there aren't any like 3K guys like there were last night where, you know, like the Bucks ruled everyone out and now you have Jordan Nawara playing 35 minutes or whatever. Like tonight's the opposite where there really aren't any cheap guys and that's why everyone's going to the Raptors as it stands because all of their starters are between 6 and 8K. And that's kind of like all we have the budget to get because if you start putting in more than one stud, then the rest of your lineup is going to look really trash. So I think right now this kind of mid to high range uh, that the Raptors are in really clicks uh, in today's lineups. Okay. So let's go to Atlanta and Denver then. Move this one forward. You've got the Atlanta Hawks on the road, four and a half point uh, dogs, sorry, 224 total against the Nuggets. You got the Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young dipping below, is it pretty amazing, dipping below 9K on DraftKings. He's 8,700 on FanDuel, but he's actually been below there for a little while now. I want to start with him, Alex, because while Trey Young definitely has some big games and his just overall averages on the season aren't bad at all, we're not seeing that same that same ceiling that we saw last year where he could go out there and rip off, you know, 65, 70 fantasy points. As a matter of fact, if you get 55 from Trey Young at this point, you feel like you're uh, like you did well. Yeah. Uh, Trey Young has always been a little bit below the top guys in fantasy because he doesn't rebound, and if you if you take a nine ten k guy, usually those guys are getting anywhere from <clears throat> five to ten rebounds a game. Trey Young doesn't really have that uh, fancy production, so I've always thought he should be around nine k. And now that he is, I think he's a pretty good option. The matchup versus Denver isn't that great, but what we've seen is uh, the the Hawks traded Rajon Rondo for Lou Will. Lou Will is out for today. Um, so over the last two games where Rajon Rondo has been out, Troy Young has been playing way higher minutes than he had been before. So he played about 38 minutes in both games, 39 minutes in the last one. Or wait, sorry. Uh, I got uh, I was looking at something wrong here. So he's, he played uh, like 36 last game and 38 the previous one. And that's uh, a lot more minutes than his uh, usual. So it's like he's getting more minutes and the salary is dropping. So I think that he makes a lot of sense, even though the matchup might be a negative. Okay. Uh, Capella, John Collins, Danilo Gallinari. Like you said, Lou Williams is back in his hometown. Got to be excited about that. Not playing Sunday, though. Not necessarily sure what his playing time would have looked like. They do actually have some bodies. I think he'll play in in maybe 20 minutes per game or so. But uh, overall, they have enough reserves on this team to where I don't think he just jumps into this massive role off the bench. What are your thoughts on the front court here with Clint Capella and John Collins? It's not a great matchup against Denver. Uh, The total is, what did I say the total was? 224. So it's not extraordinarily high, but... There aren't a ton of high totals on the three-game slate anyway. 
Yeah, I think the the front court is a little bit hard to to get right right now because you have three guys that are all vying for those big minutes. You have uh, John Collins, who I I, I kind of think everyone was thinking he'd get traded over the the deadline because it's the last year of his contract, but the Hawks decided to keep him because they want to make a playoff push. So that was uh, pretty interesting stuff, but. The truth of the matter is, I mean, they have him and Capella and Gallo, and all three of them can't be on the court at the same time. So what we're seeing is that each of them is playing relatively limited minutes uh, compared to what we'd hope for. I think uh, the toughest to get to tonight is probably John Collins because uh, with Capella on the floor, he isn't quite as good a rebounder. And he's not like the highest usage guy either. So this price tag of 7,300 looks a little bit high. Okay. Do you like anyone else from Atlanta? I I like some of their wings. They got a lot of wing depth right now, but they've been starting Tony Snell. Obviously, he doesn't really produce when he's on the court. But they have DeAndre Hunter working his way back from injury. He sat out the last one on the second half of a back-to-back, so that wasn't really a negative sign. It is possible we get the news that he's starting. Um, earlier in the season, he was averaging above 30 minutes, so that could be pretty interesting at 5K. I think he's a little bit underrated right now. And then Bogdan, Bogdanovich, is uh, he's only 4,900. If he gets the minutes, he should be solid. The only thing is last game. He only played like 20 minutes, so I don't know what we're going to get out of him for minutes today. And Kevin Herter's ownership right now is is pretty high. I don't know how long that if that's going to last throughout the day if we see some type of change as we get closer to lock, but he's uh, getting around 25% on DraftKings right now, and I'm not necessarily sure how confident we should be in Kevin Herter, but is this just a product of there being no other good value options on this slate? I think that's got to be it because, like, I can't really see any reason why we'd want to play him here. Right. Uh, he came off the bench last game, which was a little disappointing because he had been starting. Uh, Bogdanovich started that one. So um, if he's coming off the bench, that will hurt his minutes a little bit. He um, He's only averaged uh, – I guess he's averaged 31 minutes on the year. So if we put him in at, like, 28, then – that is a little bit of a hit. And, I mean, the matchup is a little bit uh, of a negative. So I'm not super keen on Herter. Do you have any uh, optimism for this one? No, not not at all. No. <laughs> if Herter's going to be 25% owned, uh, even on this slate, I, I don't see any way that, that what we can be confident about getting there. Look, he doesn't you – know, you're talking about Trey Young not rebounding. Kevin Herter doesn't provide peripherals. Uh, very seldom are you going to get decent assist numbers from him unless he kind of falls into that. No, you're hoping that he can knock down like six threes. And and even in that case, he's going to have a tough time getting you up in the words of 30 fantasy points. So even getting there, it's going to be so tough for him to do so. A a chalky or or a popular Kevin Herter, in the event that that's the case and people resort to him because there's no value, is, is not something that I'm interested in getting to at all. Agreed. Yeah, the, we'll have to see how his ownership uh, trends throughout the day because uh, if it is high, that seems like an obvious pivot point. For sure. Now let's go to Denver. We've got the Nuggets um, 
like I said, four and a half point favorites here. Nikola Jokic, just a clear top option from a raw fantasy point perspective on this slate. He is leading the race for MVP right now for all of the obvious reasons. Of course, Joel Embiid and, and, and LeBron James had to go down in order for that to happen. But hey, we're where we are. And he's just been an absolute monster all season long. You're you're locking in you're locking in the idea that you can get 70 plus from him every single night. And on a three-game slate, you know damn well that most people are going to have that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A very similar mindset, but on DraftKings right now, and this is where I need to get your opinion because I was pretty surprised by this. Nikola Jokic and on FanDuel is pulling much, much lower projected ownership than I thought at 23 or 22 and 23% respectively. Yeah, it, I think uh, it's mostly a product of the slate where this price tag of 10.4K on DraftKings and 11.3K on FanDuel is pretty fair. But it's just like the guys you got to put in to, to spend up instead of going to some of the lower price guys are pretty tough to stomach. So uh, I think uh, if we see some value open up today, Jokic sh- should be one of the better plays. If uh, if there's not a lot of value, he might be on the chopping block, even though he has uh, all that upside that you mentioned. Oh, man. That is going to be very difficult to, <laughs> to, to make an argument from getting away from Nikola Jokic on this slate. I mean, you're talking about a guy that has almost 30% usage rate, 40% assist rate, 18% rebound rate. Uh, and oh, I, on such a small slate, Nikola Jokic can blow the entire thing up with one of his, you know, patented strong games. And now he's going up against the Atlanta Hawks. Man, that's going to be so tough to get away from. I, I, it, what would be the alternative to not going Nikola Jokic then? Like, well, it, yeah, go yeah. ahead. The, the tough thing about Jokic is, is like just who's going to be in this lineup with him, to be honest. So I'm, I'm scrolling through the, the salaries here. Um, as far as value, uh, we have KCP at 3.9K, Simons at 4K. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. Like, there aren't any guys below that that are playable in fantasy today. So it's just, it's going to be really tough to, to find anything that, uh, that is going to let you get to like more than one high price guy. So, it will be it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out, but uh, generally when the uh, slates like this, <clears throat> the the Jokic lamps look a lot different than the lamps without him. So it's kind of like you're you're splitting the player pool into two different like lineup constructions. So uh, how Jokic performs will determine which one of those is successful, but it's going to be hard to predict that. Okay. Um... <laughs> Ryan says five percent of lineups are made, so why do we care about current ownership? It's not based off like 
we're not gathering information on people's ownership from DraftKings and FanDuel. We don't, we don't have the tools to, to go in and, and see all of their lineups. If that what was do you mean, man? We, we like sit there and watch people build their lineups. Yeah. <laughs> if that was the case, we wouldn't be doing this show. <laughs> That's true. Uh, do you have any other interest in Denver then? Uh, because <laughs> I'm looking just at Denver's ownership. You have a little bit, Michael Porter, Jamal Murray getting a little bit. But again, there are a couple teams where ownership is just like super concentrated right now on this slate. I think, uh, I mean, one guy that's of interest is Aaron Gordon. He's uh, likely to play for the Nuggets tonight after being traded. So the, the, the thing I'm seeing with Gordon, he was kind of playing this backup point guard role in Orlando. Now that he's in Denver with Jokic, it seems like his assist rate is going to drop a lot. Um, so I do think he's going to be a little bit overpriced until, uh, until it cracks for that. Um, but he should get the minutes. The matchup is nice. The other guy that got traded to the Nuggets is JaVale McGee. He should back up Jokic. So we're looking at even less minutes than he was getting in Cleveland. But he uh, he is a guy that really uh, produces when he's out on the court. So not like completely off the board, but that... Um, that limited minutes should make him a little tough to get to. Okay. Any, anything else for this game on either side, Denver, Atlanta? I think uh, Millsap had been getting a ton of minutes. I'm worried that Aaron Gordon is going to cut into that and Millsap's not going to be a fantasy play until we see what's happening there. And then uh, the other guys you could look at are Murray, Mil- uh, Porter, and Barden. The prices here are really high for whatever reason, so it is a little tough to get to them, but right. uh, decent options. By the way, today's show presented by No House Advantage. You guys know the reasons to play there, and if you don't know the reasons to play there, maybe you're new to the channel. I'm going to tell you exactly why you want to get over there and start winning money today. First of all, if you use the promo code AWESOMO, you receive a $20 uh, first match deposit bonus just by using Osmo when you sign up, depositing $20, boom, you get another $20 right there. Promo code Osmo, A-W-E-S-E-M-O. But the bigger thing, the more sustainable reason, you know, the more um, practical reason that you would want to play at No House Advantage when you download the app is because Alex Baker right here has created the tools and they are free at Osmo.com to win consistently at No House Advantage. It's a peer-to-peer player prop uh, contest. That's what it is. It's like a GPP style player prop peer to peer format. So you're selecting player props, putting them into your own contest. Whereas instead of play- putting players in there, you're putting the props in there from your highest uh, conf- confidence interval, your highest level of confidence to your lowest. And then if you go over to awesomeo.com, we have the player prop projections, which are totally free. We have the optimal lineups page for No House Advantage, which is entirely free. Both of them free at no, uh, at Osmo, and a lot of people that are playing at No House Advantage probably don't even know about that. So it immediately gives you a leg up. Plus, all of the props are static. Unlike other books, they don't change throughout the day. So if you see a prop that looks real juicy because it came out in the morning or the night before and looks like people have moved it on other sites, it's not going to move at No House Advantage. So the sharper you are, the better opportunity, the better chance you're going to have to win money over at No House Advantage. Use that uh, use that intuition and that insight with our tools, 
with the promo awesome a w e s e m o when you sign up to get twenty dollars and download the app today no house advantage sponsor of the strategy show all right here we go it's time for orlando this is going to be fun so i'll turn it over to you with first i will say when you sort by ownership just on ownership with orlando and by the way ryan was right to some extent ownership this early in the morning it's just it's just a reference point a lot of things can change there's no doubt about that uh but Right now, Wendell Carter Jr. is looking like he will be getting some ownership. And then you have guys like Otto Porter Jr., MCW. The crazy thing, though, is you look at this team, Alex, and we've seen some wild trade deadline moves. This is one of, this is one of the few teams I've seen in the last while that has completely blown it up at the deadline. I mean, just taking every opportunity to blow this team up, and that's what they've done. Yeah, it's crazy because... I saw some quotes about how they're like, we got all these great young players like Marco Fultz, like um, Jonathan Isaac and Cole Anthony. It's like, these guys haven't played in months. So <laughs> like, it's, crazy. Uh, it's like, we'll build around those guys. <laughs> um, so they went out and got this ridiculous contract of Otto Porter Jr. Because they're like, we're not going to win the next few years anyway. We might as well <laughs> like get the picks. But it's like Otto Porter hadn't been playing a lot on the Bulls. I'm kind of wondering if he'll get another shot here to, to maybe uh, produce when their team is really uh, low on NBA talent right now. Uh, and then Wendell Carter Jr., I think, is just like a snap uh, play tonight because, I mean, the only other center they have in Orlando, I know Ken Birch plays center a little bit. He started at center last game. But I feel like he's more of a power forward usually. And then the other guy they got is Mo Bamba. I feel like they've given up on Bamba uh, at this point after dropping him number six two years ago. He's just been injured a ton. Hasn't really been able to get up to that uh, NBA caliber. So I think Wendell Carter Jr. might be their, their center of the future. And uh, he's going from a team that had a lot of alpha players, one where he's not really competing with anyone so i think he should be able to get a lot of fans production and he's cheap time i personally was very high on wendell carter jr uh, coming into the league with the chicago bulls uh and it just never really materialized so maybe there's something steve clifford can do to to make him better i i guess ultimately the question is though does it really matter how good he is when it when his price point is where it is but how many minutes are you going to give him today because we already know that under Billy Donovan, he was falling out of favor. And I think early in the year, all of us would have been like, okay, he has a young core here. Kobe White, Wendell Carter Jr., Zach Levine's young enough. Like These guys are going to be the future, Laurie Markkinen, and, and we're going to have a team work with this team for the future in a, in a season that we don't expect to win a ton of games anyway. That simply wasn't the case, though. And, and now you're looking at Wendell Carter Jr., who is gone, and now playing under Clifford, do his minutes increase substantially now that he's out of Chicago? I think so, yeah. We had seen uh, in previous years, Wendell Carter was getting the minutes. He averaged 29 last year. Uh, he does foul a lot, so that has always been a limiting factor for him. But I think it would be reasonable to kind of project that he's in that 28 to 30 minute range on an average night matchup versus the Lakers uh, without LeBron or Anthony Davis shouldn't be the scariest for, for picking up fouls. So 
I think uh, I think he can get the minutes here. What What are you thinking? I think he can too. Uh, and and by the way, uh, David Porter, I need some kind of credit or money bag on the two months I was trying. Contact us at support at awesomeo.com uh, or on Twitter. If, if you're saying that nobody got back to you, I, I don't know what your situation is, but I'm just reading this now. Contact us on Twitter uh, or support at awesomeo.com. I know someone 100% will get back to you because we don't leave people hanging here. Uh, I think Wendell Carter Jr. could get the minutes too. And ultimately, who would be... Okay, so let's just do this real quickly. Who would be the competition for minutes. Okiki, Ken Birch, and, and Mo Bamba. I suppose it's possible that, that these guys are going to get worked in a little bit, but like, how many minutes are you giving those guys today? Yeah, I'm not sure Mo Bamba will be in the rotation going forward because it's just like he wasn't really playing before, and they actually are kind of um, stacked at the power forward position now. Uh, so... I feel like they might slide Ken Birch up to center uh, as the backup to Wendell Carter. And then um, the reason I'm thinking that is they have James Ennis, who often starts a small forward, power forward, Otto Porter Jr. also. And then Chuma Okiki um, also is kind of in that small forward spot. So um, I'm kind of wondering if Bamba gets squeezed out of the rotation just because they have enough guys now that uh, they might just give up on him. But I think this game will be very telling. Okay. So top options from Orlando at this point. On a three-game slate, only six teams. Who would they be? Top on FanDuel, you said? Uh, on Orlando. For oh, me, on Orlando, side. sorry. Uh, so I think uh, Michael Carter-Williams, he should get a ton of minutes and – I mentioned that because on FanDuel, he's still really cheap at 5,300. I would go to him on FanDuel. On DraftKings, I think Otto Porter Jr. is intriguing. If he gets a start, I don't really know if he will or not. So that that's going to be a tough one to plan for. But Wendell Carter Jr., I think, is a top option on both sides. All right. Let's close it out with the Lakers. Almost took down the Sixers the other day after being down by like 20 points. That scared the hell out of me because all they do is find ways to blow leads. I got to give them credit though, but I'm, I'm a pessimist, eternal pessimist, Alex. So when the Sixers are up by 20 points, I'm just waiting for them to throw the game away. And it happens almost every game, except they find ways in the end to pull it out. But all in all, that is unimportant. You're talking about a Lakers squad that's down their two top players, no LeBron, no Anthony Davis. I mean, it's just huge when you think about the impact that it has on this team. They might hang around. They might have some good – they might have some games where Kyle Kuzma shoots well or Dennis Schroeder shows up, you know, or you get some, like, surprise performance from Horton Tucker or whoever it is uh, off the bench. But really, this is not going to be a good basketball team right now. Defensively, I think they can still play well offensively you are talking about a team that is really going to struggle to score points. Uh, and we've essentially seen that in almost all of these games since LeBron has joined Anthony Davis on the sidelines. So that leads me to my first question for you. Uh, what are we doing with the LA Lakers starting with the higher price guys like Montrezl Harrell, Kyle Kuzma and Dennis Schroeder tonight? Yeah, man. And Andre Drummond can't sign with the Lakers soon enough because they're kind of low yeah, on right? bodies right now. Um, so I think uh, 
Kuzma's been playing huge minutes. Uh, Schroeder and Harrell all um, have seen uh, a bump in production with these guys out. So I think they're all pretty good plays. Schroeder, he has the ball in his hands a lot more with LeBron out. So his assist percentage on the year has been 22%, but over the last five games, it's been 32%. So it's gone up 10%. That's pretty sizable. And then Kuzma, uh, obviously he's taking, you'd think he'd be taking a lot more shots, but um, it seems like he's been dishing the ball a lot more instead. So his usage has stayed pretty similar, but the assists have gone up. Now that I expect to even out a little bit, so both values are a little bit higher. But Kuzma's price of 7,200 has kind of made up for that. So I don't think we would expect Kuzma to have gotten that high, but he is. So my favorite of the bunch is Harrell, I guess, because uh, with Marcus Saul starting, they've kind of uh, expressed how Marcus Saul hasn't really lived up to expectations this year. So just by process of elimination, we can expect Harrell to see sizable minutes like he has been over the past few weeks. So at 7,400, he seems like the guy that's going to have to shoot a lot, get a lot of boards. So I, th- I think that uh, he's solid. Yeah, I think so too. And you're just I when you when I look at this team, there's nobody that like for example, if a Damian Lillard goes down, you know that CJ McCollum is gonna be that guy, right? Or at least he he should be that guy. His usage goes through the roof. It's hard to look at anyone specifically on this team and say, you know what, they are guaranteed to be this guy that is going to shoulder the bulk of the load while Anthony Davis uh and and LeBron James are sidelined. You just don't see it. I mean, can can Montres Harold do it? Sure. And he actually has very solid permanent production and usage without those guys this season. Matter of fact, Montres Harold usage is 28% without Davis and LeBron in 400 minutes this year. Those are good numbers. His permanent production's at 1.25. But when you look at uh you look at usage elsewhere, it's like Schroeder is at 27% solid, Horton Tucker at 25, Kuzma at 22. Uh, all of those guys played 350 or more minutes in those scenarios. So there isn't a clear cut, right, bona fide stud that can take over when both of these guys are out, which means that we're going to have to do a little bit of guessing because Schroeder, 1.1 DraftKings points per minute in this scenario. Horton Tucker, 1.07. Uh, Kyle Kuz was down at 0.95. Montrezl Harrell does seem like the clear winner here, but I don't know if anyone separates themselves enough to say, like, this is – you know, the best play on the slate because LeBron and Davis are out. Does that make sense? It does, except they have Alex Caruso. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. I think, uh, like, all these guys should see more shots, but the biggest thing for the team has been they're just not performing as well as the team. So they're getting bigger pieces of the pie, but the pie is not as big. How would you rank them today from a DFS standpoint? I think Harrell's a really solid play. Uh, Schroeder and Kuzma, I think, are they're, – they're definitely guys you can look to, although if it was between them and another guy uh, around the same price, it seems like the 7 to 8K range is pretty stacked. So I don't have a real strong preference uh, between, say, like Schroeder and Kuzma and then the Toronto guys with like Siakam, Lowry, and Van Vliet. I think you can just play, you know, any mix of those guys and be pretty solid. So they're, they're definitely guys I'm going to be having today, but I'm not going to go out of my way to get them. 
Hit that thumbs up, guys. I know it's a Sunday. Everyone's tired. 450 people watching. Uh, but hit that thumbs up. At least get us over 100 for the morning. Make us feel make us feel worthwhile on this weekend before we go back on Monday. And remember to uh, always stick around to um, always, always stick around after the show. because, Like not immediately after the show, because we obviously have a bunch of content coming up. What do we have today? On the show, we have the NBA, or sorry, the college basketball live before lock. That is going to be from 1 p.m. Eastern with Ben Rasa and Matt Kajeski. Then you got the NASCAR live before lock with Jason, Chris, and Phil. Oh, okay. We got a three-man booth there. NBA deeper dive with myself and Terry McBride. And then Emac and Eric Linquist got you covered on the NBA live before lock show. So all throughout the day, even though it's a Sunday, there's no other place to be than right here on the Awesome o YouTube channel. All right, Alex, we'll wrap it up with this. We've gone pretty long for a three-game slate, so solid work here. And thanks to our boy Jordan Klein for producing. Top options on this slate. If you were to give me building blocks, right? And by the way, Emacs building blocks article free every day. So is the deep dive. It's the most comprehensive article you're going to find for breakdowns, DFS-wise, uh, every day, totally free at Awesome o. If you were to give me building blocks for this slate, maybe like a top price guy or even just a a general way that you would look to build your lineups for today, whether you want to do DraftKings or FanDuel, how would that look early in the morning right now? So I think um, my, one of my plays that I'm feeling more confident in than others is Wendell Carter. I feel like the opportunity Orlando is going to be really solid. So Putting him in there helps uh, kind of give you that salary relief a little bit. Sorry, I, I, I'm very sorry, but Damian Lillard is active and Norman Powell's starting ahead of Derek Jones. So I just wanted to get that out there before I forgot. Sorry. Nice. Yeah, that's big news. Um, so we don't have to worry about if Lillard's out. That's nice that we got that early. Um, the other guys I'm looking at, any of the Toronto starters, I feel like uh, in this matchup versus Portland, they have pretty good prices. Um, and then some of the Lakers guys, uh, with LeBron and AD out, Harold Schroeder and Kuzma, I think those are all solid options. Those would probably be my building blocks today. Uh, but I'll have to catch Emacs article because I might need some more. Yeah, we might need some more. Ben. that is the building block total. He gets that out like either the night before or the early morning. I don't know. It's either it's definitely before I'm awake. Uh, and your show, by the way, one thing that you guys, if you're premium subs, need to take advantage of, you do a show throughout the week, and sometimes our boy Steve Buzzard does it, sometimes Sean Zahn does it, but I know it all started with you. Uh, the Awesome o Game Plan show at 3 p.m. Eastern time. It's the behind paywall YouTube show that you do, breaking down your process and kind of diving into different aspects of DFS and different approaches to take, different strategies, different ways you research. Uh, I would definitely recommend people check that out. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I added a backlog of videos in the uh, pro video section, so make sure to go there. There's a lot of good stuff, like how do you use randomness? Like maybe how do you build an Excel sheet to to be able to optimize your play. And then I did one where I reviewed pros. Terry's doing a bunch where he's talking about the beginner um, content. So that's a nice place to look if you're looking up your game. All right. Should we, should we take a, should we take a second and just take a quick look at the showdown slate today? Sure. 
Yeah. Okay. Because you got a hundred thousand dollar prize pool over there, fifteen dollar entry. I think I think it it couldn't hurt to to take a quick look. It's it's Phoenix and Charlotte. Don't worry, Jordan. I didn't set you up for this one, but we're fine. Kind of spur of the moment. Uh, Two twenty total. Phoenix Suns six point favorites on the road. Uh, from an injury standpoint, once again, Phoenix is almost entirely healthy outside of like Abdel Nader not being active. Uh, they're totally healthy. And then for Charlotte, you're down LaMelo ball for the season. PJ Washington is probable. So that's good news. Malik Monk, who has had some good opportunity once LaMelo ball went down, he is dealing with foot soreness, but also probable. So yeah, uh, outside of LaMelo ball, I mean, both teams are pretty healthy. It appears. Yeah. The one piece of news I'll be looking for in the showdown slate is the starting lineup for Charlotte. Bismack Diambo has been getting the start recently and been playing about 24 minutes, but I feel like I, I honestly, you can't understand why they're starting him. I feel like Cody Zeller has been the guy they prioritize more this season. So if uh, they change up the starting lineup and either Zeller gets in there or maybe they go a little bit smaller and put bridges back in the starting lineup, that will open up some value for the showdown slate. Okay. So, just pulling this up now. Do we have do we have ownership for the showdown site? Oh uh, yeah, we do. Okay, so that is awesome. That's what I'm talking about. See, you got ownership for a single game showdown slate already up in the morning. Got you covered from all angles. So DeAndre Ayton, I'm just using DraftKings ownership here. DeAndre Ayton, 80 percent projected ownership right now, 23 percent in the captain spot. Uh, Chris Paul is up there, Devin Booker. So one, two, three, all of these guys from the same team are getting massive ownership, followed by Gordon Hayward. Are there any builds that you really like here? Is, you, is there a spot where you'd say, maybe I like this guy as a captain, even though he's not nearly as chalky as the other guys? What are you looking at here? So I did a deep dive on Showdown in one of the game plan videos this week. Yeah. And I, I came up with a really good uh, finding that, Basically, like, who you pick at captain, like, you might think you're getting sneaky if you pick, like, a captain that's not very low-owned. But I found that, like, there's not much correlation between the captain ownership and the number of people who have that lineup. So my conclusion is, like, you want to go to the the chalk captains because there's just more ways to build the lineup uh, and get different in the utility spots. So today, I'll probably be looking at Aiden, Paul, Booker, and Hayward, and then trying to mix it up in the flex. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at this now. Oh, Chris Paul gives you, if you throw Chris Paul in the captain spot, you still have 7,000 remaining per player. Are there any good value options here? I'm pulling up ownership, looking at all of this, seeing if there's anybody cheap that makes some sense. And I mean, you're getting Biombo, who you pointed out. Uh, that was a solid point right there. Cameron Payne, $3,200. It feels like there are at least a couple of options that people are going to look to at a discount and just kind of hope that they can give them, I don't know, 20 DraftKing points and be happy with it on a showdown slate where you only have one game to choose from. Yeah, definitely. I think Payne's interesting. He's been playing a little bit alongside Chris Paul. So the upside is there if he is having a good game. All right. Any other thoughts on this showdown slate? Uh, no, it should be a good one. All right. That'll do it for us. Guys, thanks as always for hanging out. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. And remember to check out all of our other content 
around and Alex Baker at awesome DFS. Follow him and myself at Lafay underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D. We will be back with you soon right here. It's college basketball live before lock show coming up this afternoon. Stick around. Matt Kajeski, Ben Rasa. We'll see you back here soon on the strategy show presented by no house. Advantage.